Here at the All In Podcast, we love talking about sports. That's pretty much our main topic. And in sports, you need to be reliable. Well, what's more reliable than Tavon's Lawn Care, LLC? It's a Black-owned family business in York, PA. Uh, Tavon's Lawn Care, or TLC for short, since they provide each job with tender love and care, has been in business for over (laughs) 10 years. Founded by owner Tavon Parker, TLC aims to provide employment, for underprivileged youth while providing great service at a reasonable rate. You can visit Tavon's Lawn Care LLC.com or Tavon's Lawn Care on Facebook and Instagram to view their portfolio and request your cost-free quote now. So if you need any kind of lawn care or landscaping job, visit Tavon's Lawn Care for your landscaping needs. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to a special episode of the All In Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Eli Cooper. And as you can see, we are not recording this show remotely today. My guy, Mike Badzik, is literally sitting right next to me today. What's up, man? Yeah, I'm here uh, together. First, this is actually the first one we've ever done yeah. together. Uh, 36 episodes in, we finally got one together in the same room. So, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, so we're here in Buffalo, New York, uh, celebrating uh, Crystal's birthday. Those of you who watch the Rain and Bliss podcast, which is also on the All In Network, you can find it on our website, allinnetwork.net. So we're here celebrating uh, Crystal's birthday, uh, who is Bliss from the Rain and Bliss podcast. Uh, for those of you who follow the other shows on the All In Network uh, YouTube channel or audio versions, which you can find on our website, allinnetwork.net. And Crystal is engaged to the guy on my right here, my guy, Sean Turner. So we are at his place here in Buffalo, New York, uh, bringing you our first in-person show. What's up, Sean? How's it going? What's up, man? How are you guys doing? We love having you on the show, man. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Thanks for letting us in your home. Yeah, yeah, thanks. It's such a, such a great place. Great nice place. place. Nice building. Get your pot yeah. on. Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't mind making a five-hour drive two times a week. So yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, some of the NBA playoff games. The second round is fully underway. Uh, the Heat have pushed the Bucks uh, to the brink of elimination. Uh, we saw the Lakers go down 1-0 to the Houston Rockets. Uh, Denver evened up their series last night against the Clippers. Um, and Toronto has come back from down 2-0 to even up their series. Mike was incredibly excited about that last night as we watched the game here. So I think that's probably the best place to start is with the Celtics and Raptors because that has been the best series so far here in the second round. Yeah, and I thought it was over, and I said on this podcast that I don't see how Toronto wins this series. I actually went back and watched the I think the Celtics now look like an idiot falling uh, back to my Raptors. But I, I guess I should have known, keep the faith. Um, the guards have stepped up in a way like game one and two. Like I just was, I was so worried about the matchups and you're just looking at it and you're going, our little guards, Van Bleed and Lowry, like when they drive, like they're just not getting those calls. They were in the regular season. Right. Like they're just not getting those calls. And it's the playoffs and it just makes it tough when you have such, you know, Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart guarding those guys, Jason Tatum guarding Lowry a lot of the time. Yeah. And Jason Tatum is a, a, certainly a capable defender. Like it was tough. And then, you know, the shots started falling. Sack Siakam has actually started to play like we expected him to play. Yeah. Um, or we at least knew he was capable of. You know, Nick Nurse, 
Yeah, I think this kind of just adds to his resume. Even if they go, even if they lose this series now, it's still like, okay, Nick Nurse was at least he was a good enough coach. Like they got two in a row. Like they they fought hard. Like I think this kind of this would put to bed. Like even if they lost the next two, I think we're not going to look at this Raptors team and say they were on the same level as the Celtics. Like these right. games, all the games really could have gone. Game one was a blowout. I mean, they made eight more threes. Like that's what happens. Right. But all the other games have been close. So yeah. I'm back on the Raptors train. I mean, I'm afraid to say it now. I feel like I'm going to jinx them again. Uh, but, yeah, man, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I mean, I think it it also makes you rethink what, you know, the end of our last episode where we talked about them blowing it up if they lose. Because, like, they go seven. I mean, you're a piece away from getting back to the conference finals, right. really. And the MVP is getting swept in the other Eastern Conference series. So, like, do you explore? The, I don't know that you have the cap space, but – you know, if he wants to force his way out, I think Toronto could make a move for Giannis. Hey, don't get me excited, man. I, you know what I mean? That's just yeah, it could happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it could happen, and I think Giannis. You know, when they talk about his potential landing spots, yeah, I think he likes Toronto. He's uh, familiar with Masai through the African basketball leagues. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's been. I, I think that it's an interesting narrative because normally the free agent targets aren't really looking at Toronto, mm-hmm. but because of that connection with Masai, it's. Yeah, I think Masai, maybe when he stayed, he probably looked at this roster and said, I don't know, but I know a guy that might have a connect. Maybe I can get somebody here. And, you know, he's done a really good job in the draft, too. So I think Giannis, if he's looking for the best organization to go to, like, I don't know. I mean, Toronto, I think right now, I think if you're ranking franchises, they're, they're a top five franchise and how they develop these guys. Their G League affiliate is always one of the best teams. Nick Nurse was the G League coach before he coached the Raptors. Yeah. Uh, I think I would. If I was Giannis, I would very much be interested in that. Yeah. So, you know, back to the series. I I don't know. I still think – I'm still going to stay with one thing. I think I had Celtics at seven originally. Um, my, my thing is, you know, the Raptors still look a little bit out of sorts offensively. Like, I don't think they shot the ball that well last night. Yeah. Uh, and Siakam was much more aggressive, but he was still inefficient. Ten for 23, 23 points. Um, but the aggression from Siakam is what you want to see. Um, and maybe, you know, after even up the series, that, that boosts his confidence. Uh, but like we also mentioned in our last episode, it's like I, th- I still think Tatum and Kemba, yeah. you know what I mean, are Kemba in the sh- down the stretch is the best player in the series. And I think Tatum overall is the best player in the series. Down the stretch, I think he is, man. I I think he's the I think he other than Jimmy Butler, I don't think anyone down the stretch has been better than Kemba Walker at this point. Something you said about that, yeah. So, you know, it, I, I think Lowry. I think Lowry. I think Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I think Jimmy Butler. Well, no, I mean, but after Jimmy Butler. After Jimmy. Yeah. In crunch time, just in crunch time alone. I think Kemba. He's just cold. Yeah. He's but you know who I'm not even considering, like not even Kemba or mine, the back to back MVP. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, but like, I wouldn't take him. <laughs> I wouldn't take him. <laughs> like, like, the last five minutes of the playoff game is tied. Like, I'm okay on the honest thing. Like, I want a guy I trust to get a bucket. I think if I was just ranking him in the East, I think I'd go Jimmy Butler and maybe Jason Tatum second. Yeah. Um, just, I, I don't know. And yeah, honestly, just, is it that guy? I mean, Bam would be even up there, too. Yeah. I think that's an excellent transition into the Bucks and Heat series. Yeah. Uh, you know, Heat, obviously, they uh, – came out with a third straight win against the Bucks, and Giannis is now questionable for game four. Is it time to get the brooms out? Is it over? 
Sean? I think it's uh, I think it's just about the time. Yeah. yeah, this Miami team is they're, they're really good. And they got a lot of shooters. They got guys that can handle the ball and make some plays when they're going to the bucket. Yeah. I don't see them winning without Giannis. <laughs> see, yeah, they, can't, they can't beat them with them. Is it already said? Yeah, Giannis is a player. I already said some of it falls on Chris Middles to show because you kind of expect a little bit more out of your number two guy. But I think he's played well. Yeah. It's, you know, Giannis is the one that's been bad. And yeah. then the rest of their supporting cast has been pretty bad. Other people have had a pretty good game. But like, Giannis just hasn't been good. Yeah. He, and it's because he's so easy to defend in the playoffs. Uh, you know, unless he has elite shooters around him. Catch him back. Get him, get him! Unless he has elite shooters around him that can space the floor, uh, you know, he can't really get all the way to the rim like he wants to. And his jump shot issue is more than just him not being able to hit threes. Like, he can't really score from the mid-range area. He can't face you up and shoot over you from the mid-range area like Anthony Davis or, you know, KD or even Kawhi. Okay. You know what I mean? Even LeBron. Like, when those guys get catch in the mid-post area, yeah. which is this a similar area where Giannis has caught the ball a lot, especially in this series. Yeah. But he can't he can't just rise up over you and knock that shot down. I think if he could at least do that, yeah. we're, t- we, we're looking at a whole different series because that's way more difficult to defend. Yeah. But he's not one of those guys who has that when I get to my spot on the floor, there's nothing you can do. Because his spot on the floor is the rim. And if you can't get all the way there, he's almost useless on the offensive end. And we said this about Giannis is like three point shooting and the jump shot, like if it could ever come, like he's unstoppable, right? He's already back to back he's putting up shack numbers, but like if you could just get the jump shot, like the jump shot didn't come, he was better this year, back to back MVP. But like I look at his jump shot and I'm thinking like, okay, like if, if our thinking is if the jump shot comes, like when the jump shot comes, so when the jump, like do I sure the jump shot is going to come? Like it doesn't, it's like a thing. Like we always say this about every player where he just fix the jump shot. It's yeah. like how many of those guys actually fix the jump shot? Like, right. I bet you're at a less than 25% of them guys. It's just think about all the guys that came out and like, oh, they're so athletic and lanky, but we just got to fix the jumper and then the jumper never comes. Yeah. Right. Which is the thing, they always say that's the easiest thing to fix. That's incredibly hard. Yeah. And I mean, it sounds easy to fix, like, oh, I could just put a bunch of shots up. Like, no, you have to put the right kind of shots up, you know what I mean, every day. Right. Even the way he shoots, the way he shoots, it almost would take an entire overhaul. Yeah. Like, just the way he shoots is just too awkward and slow to ever be a good three point shooter or mid range shoot. Like, mm-hmm. you have to be able to get it off quicker. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I think it'll take an overhaul. That's why I'm not confident in happening. I think if I think if you're close, close, like we can look at we can look at certain guys' jump shot and say, oh well, yeah. Like Luca, like Luca, right? Like Luca is a good example. He shot like 31 percent from three. Like okay, if he can get that three point shot, he's going to project to be so amazing, and we we do think he's going to be so amazing because we look at him shoot the ball and we say like, oh yeah, like it's there. Yeah, he's got to fix something to make a couple more out of one, right? Yeah. To be honest, it's like we look at him, it's like. What are we gonna do with that? Yeah. What, are we gonna, what are we gonna do? Let's scrap it. I think. Yeah. So, but but that's like a big transition. I don't know if that ever comes. Yeah, yeah. Especially when it's that yeah that level of, yeah. of broken. You know, one of the guys, the first guy that comes to my mind is like Rondo. You know what I mean? Like how often young Rondo do we say, "Yo, if Rondo ever gets a jump shot, he's the right. best point guard in the league." And his jumper is better than it was, maybe, but like it never really you know became. It never came. I think the only person who I've ever really seen 
drastically develop into a shooter was Jason Kidd. Yeah. You know, and sure, when Jason Kidd was their head coach, Giannis actually had a pretty decent looking shot. Like I, I went back and I watched like old videos of Giannis and his shooting form. It was all, it was at least all one motion. Yeah. It wasn't like broken. Now he was skinnier and yeah. maybe the, the lifting impacted back. I think it does. But, you know, I don't know. I, the guys get stronger and get better. Yeah. LeBron's a lot stronger. Yeah, but we've seen LeBron's jump shot evolve as he's gotten bigger and stronger. Right. Like his jumper when he was a rookie looked a lot different than it did when he, by the time he got to Miami, which even looks different than it does now. Right. We've seen him improve as a three-point shooter the whole time throughout that, while also, you know, at least over the first 10, 12 years of his career, just putting on huge amounts of muscle mm-hmm. and being able to bully guys. We saw Giannis put on a huge amount of muscle. Yeah. Like, that's why I like the free throw shooting. Like, it looks... It's almost like he just does, he's like he's like the Hulk and he yeah. doesn't know how far it's gonna go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. He doesn't know how far it's gonna go. He's like so shaky. Like, um, so yeah, he's gotta adjust to that though. Yeah, yeah. I, I, the Bucks are done. I think it's over. I mean, three zero. I think they're done. Yeah. I would say Giannis. The tough thing with it, like you was mentioning when we was off air, is like where he's catching the ball at, and if he's not catching the ball in his spots or he's not catching you. In transition going downhill, it's fairly easy to guard because yeah. he can't take you and put you in like a post game and beat you that way. So, yeah, I would say it's tough. I think it's over for the Bucks, especially if he doesn't play. But I already say, even if he does play, yes, I think he's over. But you make, you make a good point about how to defend Giannis and like the get downhill and around like the Bucks went around. Like, well, that really starts on defense, right? Like, you have to get stopped to be able to run, otherwise, you're going to be playing. Five on five on a half court set. Like, they just haven't been able to get the stops. Like, we yeah. saw this with Toronto in game one and two against the Celtics. Like, Toronto is one of the best fast break offenses, too. Mm-hmm. But they never got, they couldn't get out and run because Austin in game one just kept in shots. Yeah. And in game two, like, it was just tough possessions. Like, you know, we just couldn't get out and run. Yeah. So, let's put ourselves in Giannis shoes. Tonight, your, your series finishes up. You just got swept in the second round. Second year in a row, losing as the number one seed in the East. One year left on your contract, so 2021, you're a free agent. However, it's obviously not looking like Milwaukee's going to get it done for you. Yeah. You forcing your way out this year, or are you playing out your contract? So from Giannis' perspective, where I would probably be looking to do is get out of Milwaukee, but I think he's going to be more one of the guys that finishes out that contract. I don't think he forces a move before that. Yeah. And then this is the partner of the free agent. I think he's going to probably like handle it like a professional way. It's like kind of like forcing his way right out. But no, I, I would be looking to get out of Milwaukee out. Okay, so piggyback question. If you're Milwaukee and you don't think he's going to resign in 2021, do you trade him? Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is actually, like, we look at this like all the time and we're like, the player forcing their way out of the contract early is like so selfish. And, like, Whatever. You can say what you want about how long you're going to touch your contract. Like Paul George with two plus deals left on his deal, like saying, I'm out. Like, yeah, there's probably a question about that. But because he did that two years out, they got a haul back for him. Like, the more time left on that contract, the more you're going to get back. So it actually is beneficial for the team for them to settle earlier, right? Yeah. yeah. So if I'm the Bucks, I look at it and I'm like, we want to go see if we can't sign Giannis. If I'm the, if I'm Giannis, I'm thinking, I'm not going to win here. So do I force my way out and say you have to trade me? I don't think he does that. I don't think Giannis does it. 
Just like he doesn't. I feel like he likes Milwaukee. I, I think he honestly thinks he can win in Milwaukee. Yeah. Even if they lose, it's serious. Yeah. As I was, I think that's the kind of guy he is. I think he'll probably if he is looking to lead and free agency, I think that's how he'll handle it. So me personally, I feel I'd be doing the franchise a favor by forcing my way out. Mm-hmm. Um, because like you said, uh, you know, Paul George or the Thunder got a ton back for Paul George, actually even the Pacers oh, yeah. got a good deal back for Paul George when he got traded the first time. Actually, we should talk about that later because for some reason Paul George's teams don't get any worse when he leaves. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, back to Giannis though, you know, he, um, yeah, I mean, if he, if he doesn't do it publicly, Right, you know, and he, he kind of goes to Milwaukee management and says, "Listen, you know, we're not, we're probably not going to get this yeah. done." You know what I mean? So I don't think I'm going to resign here in 2021. Here's a list of places I want to go. If you can make it happen, make it happen. Yeah. But if not, you're going to lose me in 2021 for free. You know, what I mean? in that way, you don't lose any trade leverage, right? Because right? the public doesn't necessarily know. Maybe it's just the Bucks realizing, you know, we're we don't want to lose Giannis for nothing in 2021. Right. Um, and you look at some, you look at some options, and you can still get a decent haul. I mean, you get a very good haul yeah. back for him if it's not public. I think. Well, maybe because so right now the the succession rate on we're going to trade a haul for the superstar, and then hopefully after that one year he resigns with us. That's the idea, right? Mm-hmm. We trade the haul because we think we have a good chance to take the sidewalk and turn. Right. That's batting thousand right now. That's happened every time that one of these trades has happened. The guy has signed long term with a new team. Right. So I think Giannis's trade market one depends a lot on that. And if Anthony Davis leaves, if the Lakers lose, yeah, which we'll talk about the Lakers probably here next, I'm sure. Yeah. If the Lakers lose, and Anthony Davis says, "I'm out of here," but we saw what the Lakers gave up for one year of Anthony Davis. Uh-huh. We're gonna look at this and say. I don't know if I'm going to give up this much. Yeah, for right. honest, even if it's for a one year, that's a good point. I can win the championship. I don't know if I want to give up that much. And then him walk as the player empowerment era evolves. Are we going to see a team walk away from a deal like that? Yeah. Well, I mean, te- technically, we saw it with Kawhi yeah. in Toronto. Um, although they didn't give up too much for him. Really, yeah. well, they won a championship, right? And then they won a title out of it. So, yeah. like, yeah, but like long term. Well, you, didn't give up, you didn't really give up anything that hurt you long term, and you're still in the same place you were last year. We missed Demar, though. Yeah, you certainly missed Demar. Missed like, Demar. You know, it certainly didn't hurt you. Yeah. I, you know, what I mean, you got a cha- you got a championship out of it. So yeah, you're right. It's it's batting a thousand. But if Anthony Davis doesn't, you know what I mean, keep that one thousand percent. No, he might leave. <laughs> they lose to the Rockets. They, yeah, I don't know. Cause especially because the Lakers really don't have any flexibility, but yeah. we'll get to that. So if I'm in Giannis's shoes, I I would try it. I'd probably try to force my way out. And especially because Golden State has the number two pick. I I mean, there's if that and that's one of the teams oh, on my list. And honestly, if we're talking about like maximizing Giannis's talents, Golden State would be the place that you do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no other team that he would be a better fit for. They would. It's similar to KD, but obviously he's not as good as KD. But still, number two pick, Andrew I think, Wiggins. I think another like, Minnesota's yeah. 2021 pick. I think I think they might do it. I think maybe Jordan Poole. 
It would have to be a big haul, I'm sure. Yeah. To get him to go to the Warriors. It has to be a big haul. They have they have the assets to do it as of right now. Um I don't think I don't think he should get bad stuff. But if he wins the chip, he's gonna look at how KD got treated and he's gonna be like, Do I want that treatment? It might probably be different or would be as bad, I don't think. Uh, for him as bad as he's gonna lose to that. Yeah, lose to them, right. But yeah, um yeah, that's tough. That's tough. I hope that I hope that he forces his way out. I think that makes for a great NBA offseason, which we get a bunch of those. By the way, speaking of the Warriors number two pick, article out right now on allinnetwork.net about the five possible top five trades Golden State could make in a number two pick. Make sure you guys check that out. Uh, article by me, of course. Shameless promotion, I'm sorry. Uh, let's get over to the Western Conference. Um, and since we are talking about the Lakers, um, Shocking game one loss to Harden and the Rockets, or maybe not shocking, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, you know, the polar opposite play styles are showing themselves here, and yeah. Rockets take game one. Obviously, they played at a faster pace, hit more threes, Lakers offense struggled. Yeah. Is this kind of, are we seeing what happened with Portland, or is this deeper than I think it's closer to being what we saw with Portland than it is to being a deeper problem. I think game one, um, they, you know, they were on a little bit of a break. Houston was, you know, they're just playing every night, every other night now. Um, similar to Denver, who we saw have a great performance last night too. Um, yeah, we'll see how game two goes today. I think this will be a telling game. If you go down two to Houston, um, that's tough because you're basically saying that we're going to shoot better than you four out of these next five games. Yeah. Which is not a safe bet to make against Houston, right? And the, the amount of threes they shoot kind of makes it hard to even match that. Um, so, yeah, I, but I think the Lakers will turn it around. I think Anthony Davis is going to play the five more. Like, that. there was a report after this game that uh, Chris, Chris Haynes reported for Yahoo that he's going to start playing the five more, even though he doesn't want to. Um, you know, finally, I guess he'll, he'll do it in this series. He kind of has to. You know, P.J. Tucker did a really nice job. Yeah, P.J. Tucker did a really good job. So, in game one. I think Lakers need to game two today, and then it's going to be a whole different series. I'm still sticking with Lakers in six and nine. Yeah, I'm staying Lakers in six. Uh, I think I'd probably, I would say Lakers in seven, even if they lose tonight. I just, mm-hmm. I don't think the Rockets' play style is sustainable, yeah. and I think the Lakers, even if they lose tonight, have the ability to make the necessary adjustments to combat the yeah. Rockets' play style. But at the end of the day, there's nothing the Rockets can do to guard Anthony Davis, uh, you know what I mean, on a, on a consistent basis, or, or LeBron, right? So, like, when those two uh, – and, and, again, how you know, LeBron is 0.4th quarter. We're probably not going to see that for the rest of the series. I, I get that it happens for him. I would like – you know what I mean, and, and only 20 points. Yeah, he would. So, he's going to watch a little bit of Undisputed and come out with – you know, some fire, I think, especially in game two. So I think they bounce. I do think they bounce back tonight. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, I, we're going to see more dominant performances from LeBron and AD. Um, but, yeah, it's like when you're playing a team that's, like, the polar opposite of your play style, it's always difficult in that first game, especially, like you said, Houston's been playing, you know, over the last few days while yeah. the Lakers have been resting. So they're coming into this game with momentum. And – for a team that shoots three a lot, you know, that's exactly what you yeah. want. But eventually that's going to shift. So I'm still sticking with the Lakers as well. I think game one, a little bit of a fluke. Uh, we're not going to see LeBron 
I mean, the 80 wasn't bad, but we're not going to see LeBron play that bad for the rest of the series. Yeah, I'm on board. I already say I think Lakers bounce back. Like, LeBron having 0.44, I just don't think we're going to see it very often. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think this team is, is going to have to be um, Which you compared to Portland, right? I think, I think the slight difference is this Lakers team has the ability because if they move 80 to the five, I think they have the ability and guys to be able to guard that that play style that the yeah. Rockets have. And I think with Fady at the five, we can just feed them. Like when they were playing with KC, yeah, maybe you can't get Steven Adam 30 touches, definitely, but I can give out and right, right, 30 right. touches. And there is, I think they can beat them up. Really, one of the strong points in the Lakers game is how good they are in transition. And the Rockets with some smaller guys can probably outplay them in that. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, but I think, I think, I think the Lakers bounce back and today, tied up. The other thing is if they're, if they're finally acknowledging that Anthony Davis needs to be at the five, like he's going to be at the rim more for rim protection, right? So I think that kind of helps the Lakers perimeter defenders kind of be like, okay, let's run these guys off the line. Like even James Harden to an extent, like let's make him drive into Anthony Davis, Dwight, and JaVale and make them play a two, you know, two versus two game instead of us three versus two, you know, threes versus two. So, like, and you don't want to give up easy layups, but like you can kind of, you know, work, rotate your defense to where, you know, you pressure guys on the perimeter, make them go by, help, force, you know what I mean, kicks and then rotate. But, like, you know, I think having Anthony Davis back there protecting the rim is better than, you know, even Steven Adams, like you say in the previous series, being back there to protect the rim. Plus, he can also then close out on shooters because yeah. he has, you know, the foot speed. So, yeah, and how many of those Rockets guards have the ability to, like, a mid-range or different, something besides, like, a layup and a three? Yeah. The only person who really shoots mid-range at all for them is Russ. And yeah, he's not great. He's not even great. <laughs> I'll right. so, live with that. Yeah, that's kind of what you want. You want to kind of funnel them into like, all right, well, you're either going to have to finish over Anthony Davis or pull up from mid-range, which yeah. I know you don't want to do. Yeah. And so maybe that's kind of the defensive approach that they take. Yeah. Um, you know, they even things out. Because yeah. the, the last thing the Rockets want to do is get into a game where it's possession by possession, twos versus twos. You're losing that especially with Ant Davis and LeBron. Yeah. That's not something you want to get into with them. Right. So last series going on here in the second round is Denver uh, versus the Clippers. Um, and to everyone's surprise, because after the game one blowout, um, everyone thought this was going to be a sweep. Except for myself. I didn't, I didn't think so. I, I, said, I said Clippers in five. I, I bet on the Nuggets last night, to be clear. <laughs> to win the game, they did, okay? I had a lot of faith. I had a lot of faith. I did. I did like the Nuggets. I did a bracket. I had the Nuggets going to the second round, so I picked them. I don't think Clippers in six, though. No, I don't think it. I think the Clippers are going to win the series. Yeah, yeah. The Clippers are going to win the series. But I I specifically had people mention me saying because I tweeted Clippers in five before that series started, and then someone tweeted me after the game saying Star Four. Wrong. Okay, like, <laughs> you know, and this is, but here's why. This is why. the reason I specifically pick them at five is because, like, the Clippers take nights off. Yes, and they do it yeah. often. Like, whether someone's hurt or not, 
Like Kawhi Leonard will take a night off. He had 13 points last night. Yeah. Like and was pretty bad. Lowest bad. He, I, uh, I think they said that's the lowest he's had in a playoff game since like 2016 or something like that. Which is, you know, yeah. that. But like he does that sometimes, right? It's just you kind of have these performances. I don't know that you always have them in the playoffs from him, but Paul George does though. Yeah, absolutely. That, that that was my thinking. Is like why I think they'll go six, and I think Denver wins game two just because like. The chance of the Clippers taking a night off and losing is much higher than like another blowout. I think. Yeah. Like, I just know that like the Clippers like second round like they might be the best team. They might very well be the best team in the league. But like sometimes like and the them and the Lakers are really following each other. If if you look at the schedule of like Lakers game and the Clippers game, they follow each other. It's weird. Like when one team loses, the other team will lose. When one team looks great and blows the team out, the other team will follow with a blowout the next day. So I just looked at it and I was like, they're going to take the foot to gas. Yeah. And they did, but they're going to win the series. So they're the better team. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's weird that the Clippers got the second seed and by far have had the easier road here to the West. Yeah. Like, well, you know, of, of their first round series. Like, the Blazers were the, but not the mass were the, but coming into it, people thought the Blazers were the tougher series. Yeah. Like, because of how well they were playing. Oh, Although the Mavs obviously proved that they were the better. And they were. They were better. But even here in the second round, like, the Nuggets are the Either of those teams is a much preferable matchup to than the Rockets. Like the Rockets, I think, yeah. scared yeah. everybody. Yeah. yeah, but maybe just because of the differences in the matchup, right? Um, but I mean, Denver is pretty good, yeah, especially like Jamal Murray. Like, he's so inconsistent. Like he was good last night. Terrible on game one, but he was good last night. And if he's good, typically they win. If he's good, like if he's if he's twenty five, thirty plus, like the Nuggets are going to be in good shape. And you know, he's inconsistent, so that's why I think that ultimately they're not going to be able to do it. But he definitely keeps them in any game. Yeah. So, I mean, I said five. I wouldn't be surprised if they go six, like you said. Because, yeah. like, it, it'll be the thing where they win the next two, uh-huh. drop another one. Yeah. And I kind of – I really – we should have saw game two coming. Because, after, especially after a blowout, if there's any time that a team takes their foot off the gas, it's when they blow a team out in a game one, and they're like, oh, we're going to win this. Easy. Right. Yeah, sure. Which, you know, isn't the case. Like, the Nuggets are still going to fight back. They have a talented team, like you said. And What's the likelihood of Nuggets to the game two? Oh, game three, sorry. I'm saying three. What's the likelihood? Well, I said that. What are the odds I wonder? <laughs> probably, but I would think probably you look at like a same thing, nine-point spread. Yeah. Like three to one if the Nuggets win. Just because, like, I don't think we looked at that game and said the Clippers aren't as good as we thought they were. It was – Oh, the Clippers did that thing they do sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Take a night off and then move back. Like that's just that's how it's been. Yeah, Nick Wright's probably having a field day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's all the uh, topics we had. Just those are the four series, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, we covered everything. So yeah. you know, we'll see how rest of the playoffs here uh, plays out. Probably looking at a Heat versus. Raptors, Raptors, and Celtics. Raptors. I think that's going to be a heck of a Eastern Conference Finals, I guess. Yes, I think so too. Yeah, I think. I, I, yeah, but the Western Conference Finals is probably going to be Lakers and, and Clippers, which is going to be just as good. And LA. like, I think we look at that and we say, like, okay, the West is definitely better, right? Like, it's not the Bucks in the East. Like, I think we're going to end up with a Western Conference champion, probably. I think if who who be in this uh, scenario, Rockets. Heat final. Who's got one of that? Heat. Heat. 
Dude, the Heat might be like the favorite right now. I like. I mean, what we saw from the Lakers in Game One against Houston, the Clippers, what we saw in Game Two against Denver, yeah. Toronto and Boston seem like a wash right now. Yeah. And the team that had the best record in the league and the two-time MVP is about to get swept by Miami. <laughs> like, they might be the favorite. Like, if you just, I'm telling you, their roster is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So like, the, they got shooters and they got dogs too. That's why. Yeah. That's why coming into the series, I was telling everyone to watch out for the Heat because, and I've seen it all year because uh, throughout the regular season they kept beating the shit out of the Sixers. So yeah. I was just, and it was just like. Didn't matter who played. Like what Jimmy sat out one time, they still beat us. And I was like, you have to be kidding. This team is really that deep. Yeah. You know. So. Right. Yeah. They, watch the me. Heat. I think the Heat are the scariest team. The scariest team in the playoffs right now. Yeah. If you ask me. Definitely the hottest. Yeah. Definitely hottest. Definitely hottest. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up today's show. Uh, Sean, thanks again for joining us, man. We appreciate you coming on as always. This was fun, man. We we finally got to do this in person. Yes, we did. We are in person. And um, also, I just wanted to know for the listeners: last night, right? <laughs> we're playing this game. Pickle. We did a push-up contest between our college athlete built rich <laughs> host and versus Eli. And as you would have guessed. I won, of course. Push I'm strong. Push up king. I won't say how many we did or how few he did, but <laughs> but just know that I won. Just, <laughs> all right. Well, I feel I have to defend myself. <laughs> no, no, What's no, 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 not in sound mind and body. I was <laughs> not of sound mind and body. Mike babysits his drinks. No. I don't. <laughs> Mike went to bed at nine thirty the night before. Come on, he was well rested. Tell the truth. He was well rested coming into this matchup. I'm coming off a seven game series of drinking and and, and partying. You know, I'm trying to recapture my college days. So you know, I listen to this. I listen to this. No chance. <laughs> No, but uh, he's right. You know, I, I hit the head early, so I had a big day the next day. <laughs> I, I, I had a big day. Excuse me if one of you whatever I sit for my big push-up competition. I took a night off. I pulled a quad. I had 13 points last night. It was bad. It's okay. Yes. It was bad. We're going to run it back. Yeah. No, you know what? It happens. I get it. Dad life. Yeah, dad life. Dad life, dad bod. Who does push-ups in? How's it feel being in second? So I was... Oh, um, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still the all-time leading scorer of the podcast. Still the biggest bucket. We had to prove that. We don't have any proof of that right now. We definitely saw the push-up contest. We saw, saw, we saw it. Someone can give verification. There's no proof that I lost the push-up contest either. So this is not Snapchat verbatim. The Holy Spirit saw it in the court. Jesus is watching. All right, but again, guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the All In Podcast. Uh, we appreciate you guys, um, you know, staying with us and tuning in so far. Um, you can catch our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor uh, for audio platforms. Uh, also available on YouTube. Uh, if you go to our website, allinnetwork.net, all of that stuff is there for you. The links uh, for those you can find. Our merch, the Rain and Bliss merch, um, is also available there, and you can check out 
the article that I shamelessly promoted earlier um, with the top five trades the Warriors can do with their number two pick. That's a fun one. It was. It was so fun to write that. Yeah, that's, that's a cool topic. I like those like fake trade stuff. It yeah. makes good content. So, yeah, so uh, we will see you guys again uh, probably on Thursday. Yeah. So, we'll see you guys Thursday. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.